episode 70. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Good evening, Don't Run Me fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Good, good. Finally, a real, actual game to talk about. Feeling good. Middle of the week. Down, downhill, here we come. So, feeling good. I mean, EC, this weekend is probably like something. I mean, granted, our summer has not been bad. I mean, we had the uh, U, uh, the, the Euros. Copa uh, Copa America, uh, we had the um, Confecaf. Con, con, I, I always have trouble saying it. Confecaf, Confecaf Gold Cup. Con- there you go. There you go. <laughs> and with the American, the Americans winning, so it has been a pretty uh, jam-packed summer. And with transfers, you see, um, it's been exciting. So it doesn't seem like we have not had nothing to talk about this whole summer. And that feels great, but there's nothing like a great first week of football. And this this weekend, I, hands down, from top to bottom, has been was an awesome week. Starting off with Arsenal losing to Brentford two nil. I mean, I mean, I you know, obviously, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, live in a hyperbolic chamber and say, oh shit, Brentford's gonna be top four. Um, you know, we still have them going, you know, beginning relegated, but. To, to beat Arsenal in the opening match of the opening match of the season was awesome. So, Saturday, everybody, I mean, 5-1 to beating Leeds. I mean, you had 3-1. I had 2-1. I thought it was going to be a more defensive game. Uh, but, I mean, 5-1 at Leeds in front of Old Trafford, in front of a full crowd. Oh, my God. That was awesome. And then probably the most disinteresting game. But for us, it's exciting one nil, Tottenham beat City, right? On Sunday. But it was goals galore the whole weekend. I mean West Ham. I mean it was just Chelsea. Um who else? God, I mean, I can't even Liverpool, unfortunately. I mean the, I mean it was just goals hands down. It seems like every game that was on live TV, it was just back and forth interesting. I don't know if people forgot to play defense or is just the offenses were that good. But it seems like um this was probably one of the best weeks of Premier League football that, that I've seen. Uh, I don't know about UEC. Yeah, no, it was open and expansive. Uh, Leeds, I wasn't surprised. I thought we'd score a lot of goals. I didn't think we'd score five, but I thought we'd score a lot just because of the way Bielsa plays, um, and he didn't disappoint. And it's it's one of those things, people, they love him and then they hate him because he's going to play open and expansive. He's going to come at you. But, you know, when you, when you leave players like that that are quality open, it's it's you're kind of not giving your defense a chance mm-hmm. in some instances. So uh, it was good to see uh, an open and expansive game. Uh, like you said, not so much with uh, Liverpool. They look really well. Um, you know, it's good to see City lose. Good to see Arsenal lose. Um, but 
no, definitely an exciting weekend full of goals. And uh, it definitely got my week, got my week actually going. I was, I was kind of happy writing that all the way through the week. It was such yeah. a good win. Yeah. And EC, for, for probably the first time in a very long time, I know it's very early to say this, but I believe Manchester United, by goal differential, is top of the league. <laughs> Why, you know, top of the table. Top of the table. <laughs> so let's you get gotta into, take it when you can. Yes, sir. So let's get into the Leeds match. Um, ah, Lee, where do I mean? Where do we start? There's there's Paul Pogba. There's Bruno. There's Mason. There's um, Scott McTominay. Um, even even you would even say Victor Lindelof. Um, um, playing well, you know. I guess in the in the with the in Varane's shadow. I mean, he, you know, with the assist he had, he, you know, it was awesome. So let's um, so let's let's start with the lineup. Were you surprised with the lineup that Oli picked for Saturday's match? Because it was James, right, Greenwood, and um, Paul. Paul. Then we had Bruno in the midfield with obviously the McFred, you know, Fred and, and, and Scott. Uh, and the back line is pretty much the same as we had last year. Shaw, Maguire, Lindelof, and Basaka with with the Dehan in the back. Were you were you surprised that Paul got the start because he didn't start one preseason match? Obviously, he came in kind of late, so we're, I thought, you know, they would ease him in. But the surprise that I thought was having Greenwood up top and not having Martial start this match, which uh, we can look. We'll, we'll talk about Ole. We'll rate him. We'll you know we'll do the all the all that stuff. But Ole got right. Um, that's the biggest surprise for me is the fact that he trusted Greenwood to lead the line, and the kid played out of his mind. And obviously, you know Paul starting Paul and putting him in that off to the left hand side outside of Bruno. And letting him roam around and produce plays. And yes, yes, boys and girls, I'm giving this man credit. Who cannot give this man credit for assists uh, and what he did and um, what he did offensively was awesome. Uh, but I think the biggest surprise to me was starting Greenwood over Martial up top. Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't think Tony was ready. Um, so I, I was happy to see Greenwood up there. I learned my lesson from last year. Ultimately, overall, with all it, it, you know, never, it's not, not never question him. It's just kind of one of those things where let him, let him bring him out there. And then if it doesn't work out tactically, um, then I can, you know, then I can, you know, be objective and, and say, okay, this is, these are the things that I think I would have done differently. Um, I think he went with what he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I think if, if, uh, if Marcus is healthy, I don't think Paul plays uh, to start anyway, but he's out. So I think that kind of, you force him into that position. I think he um, would have took that spot. But other than that, you know, you, you got the usual suspects for me. Um, like I said on the last pod, you know, I would love to have a parte or a Firmino or, you know, a, a true quote unquote CDM uh, to help out playing that double pivot. But, you know, I think again, playing in a, in a top league, like we played in, Having Scott and Fred play where they played, you know, we got second place. So, you know, those guys, um, you know, they can do a great job. Are they world-class players in my opinion? No, they're not. 
Um, they're, you know, 26 and maybe 24, something like that. So, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Their job is to, you know, make sure that they get in to tackles, uh, make decent passes. And if the, if the opportunity presents itself to score goals and, and that's what they do. So, um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, super shocked, but again, I'm not getting, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm done being over emotional about, you know, what Ole decides to, to put out there because, um, nine times out of 10, I just wind up looking like an idiot trying to say, Oh, why, why'd you put this guy here? Why'd you put that guy there? So I let it roll out. I was very happy to see Paul and left. I think that's where he should play um, until they get a CDM. Um, just to let him roam kind of like Bruno does. And I think with those two in the midfield, I think, I think we could, we've got something going. Um, but again, to your point, there's got to be some consistency there. Otherwise um, it's not going to work. The reason I say I'm, I was surprised about the Greenwood um, Greenwood uh, over Martial. Yes. Martial obviously is coming off of this last season, right. And the injury that he had, um, but he's been playing in the preseason. So that's why I kind of like thought and you know, that he was going to start up top because that's where he's been playing. And Greenwood in the in the league has never started up, led the line. He might have he might have done it in the FA Cup or Caroline Cup or or whatever you call Carabao Cup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he's never led the line like he done, like he did this weekend. So that's what kind of like you know I always been you know I me you know you know me I've been clamoring for this guy to lead the line. Yes, we have a Cavani, um, and he you know. I mean, it look by all intents and purposes, it looks like he's he's back from training and whatnot. Um, but for him to lead the line at such a young age, that was very surprising. And the way he did it, I mean, the way the his movement all over the pitch, um, it that was just very, you know, I was very impressed with that. But uh, going back to what you're saying, okay, with Pogba and Bruno, the interchanging of both of them, you know, the the way they were interchanging in the middle, the fluidity that they had, it seemed like they. First of all, they kind of erased all what happened at the end of last season where both of them weren't, you know, I would even say, it ain't worth a damn. Um, and, you know, something happened in the preseason or whatnot that they just started clicking. And, like, and to your point, getting a true CDM would benefit us if we, you know, if we played a 4-1-2 with Pogba and Bruno interchanging in that position, Pogba on the left, Bruno on the right, and have three up top like with with the Martial or Rashford or Greenwood or Cavani, uh, with a Sancho or James. I know don't everybody laugh, but yes, James is going to be you know backing up Sancho and whatnot. I think, and it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to say have a more potent offense than offense that just scored five, put past five a uh, five past leads. But in on paper, especially against a team like a harder, I mean more difficult team because Leeds plays pretty open. So, yes, I mean, I think the stats were what still 50-50 in possession, almost. Uh, but we hit them on the break, on the counter. Um, I think with a, with something like an attacking force with three up top, with Pogba, Bruno in the middle, and, yes, like you said, a true CDM, somebody that can control that with a Varane, Varane, um, a Varane Harry Maguire, and a Triumvirate, you know, back there in the back, protecting the middle of the park with, your, you know, your backs – and um, you know, with the with Aaron Wambasaka, which I think he played an awesome match too defensively, and he, he, I think he's is going forward was improved as well. Um, 
I think something like that it would benefit us, especially trying to break down teams because Pogba was on point with his passing. And I've always, you know, like again, I've always railed on Pogba to be more consistent, and he's not worth. He's not. He wasn't worth the transfer fee that he hasn't that he's been doing. But you know what? He made me eat my shorts this weekend because he showed what y'all have been saying that he has the ability to ability to do. And I don't want to be a Graham Sunis and say, well, he should do this on a regular basis because putting four pass, putting four assists is very rare and it has not been done with United. Uh, I think it's only six other players that have been done it in the Premier League and he just made it look very easy. I want consistency. With all, I want, all I want with Pogba is consistency. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to put a given assist to match, but I want him to put in a shift rather than you see him one or two times and then he fades away. Paul Pogba on Saturday, shit. I mean, you're right. One of the best midfielders in the world Saturday. Hands down, you're correct. But, again, there's always that but. I want to see it more consistent. And Bruno, too. I was kind of getting out on Bruno. I mean, I mean, I was out on Bruno towards the end of last season. I thought he was playing sloppy. I thought he played sloppy in the Euros, and you know he was. You know his energy levels were up. Uh, the, his finishing was good, um, and his attacking and the movement that he had in the match was awesome as well. Um, but again, this consistency from them too. That's what I want. And, I mean, hopefully we can finish it out with the, the transfer window and getting our, our biggest need, EC, like you said, is a CDM. And I think this offense with a true CDM could be revving on all cylinders with the, the firepower that we have. I mean, shit, like you said, we were second last year with Scott and Fred. If we had somebody to control the middle of the park and let Bruno and Paul do their thing, God, the the, the 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 chances of that uh, of you know out you know outscoring the league would pff, are inevitable. And I don't want to be like fanboy right now, but yes, I am a fanboy. Uh, Pogba, I'm not saying he's you know make, converted me. You know, I, I'm not. I haven't seen Jesus yet, but you know, Paul, you know, of what he did this weekend was awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I think he played really well, and I think you know we've always been saying you know. You know there's no point in really putting him in a defensive role. He's an offensive player. And I think that's yeah. for me anyways, I think that's kind of what most people, when he first came here, you know, he was supposed to be this box to box shutdown midfielder. And I think that's why a lot of the comparisons yesterday or Saturday, excuse me, were this is the French Paul, Paul Pogba. Well, he doesn't play that position for France. And I think, you know, we already alluded to, you know, Golo Conte being a really good CDM that can play, up front and play uh, defense very well, which will allow Pogba to get forward where he should be. So I'm, I'm very, very curious to see what will happen, you know, once the likes of Marcus uh, and, and Tony get fit again, because I honestly believe that what, what Mason just did um, is essentially say, I am the backup number nine. um, And I think that's where he'll be coming in at. I definitely think Sancho is going to take that spot from James to your point. Oh yeah. And, I think Bruno does what he does. So I, I honestly, you know, if we don't sign one, which I highly think we will, we've got two weeks left and United's known for getting deals on the last very last day. So I could see it, but I honestly think that what he's going to wind up doing is continuing the McFred situation, spelling them every once in a while with a match 
Um, and, and I think at that point, you know, that that's what that midfield um, double pivot is what I like to call it. I think yeah. that's what that will be. Um, yeah, I think you keep Paul out on the left. I think you do the same thing you did with him in this last game, which you sub him off. You know, you give him 70 minutes, you know, you give him, you know, 80 minutes here and there. Uh, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't give him a full 90 uh, until he gets completely fit and completely 100%. And I think you can get the most out of him. And then, you know, there's, in my opinion, nothing wrong with saying to them, okay, Sancho, you come off and Pogba, you come off and, and here comes James and, and Tony. So mm. I, I like what we've got going. I think it's it's a fresh new season. Um, I like the behind the closed doors game because that, for me, kind of lets me know that we're, we're still trying to stay sharp still trying to stay fresh, you know, you, 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 you win that game. I know it's not a big deal, but for me, you know, keeping those guys fit, keeping them sharp. Um, that's what we need. And that's what we didn't have beginning of last season. So um, I agree with you. It's going to be definitely difficult if we can stay on form like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how too many teams are going to be able to beat us. Um, you know, you're going to, you're looking at a team right now that scored five goals without, I, in my opinion, uh, you know, one of the best signings of the season, uh, in Varan and, um, you know, Sancho wasn't really out there, but for about 15, 20 minutes. So always got great problems and having, you know, these subs who we've been clamoring for, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to, to finally see that come to fruition where he's got, you know, good players, if not great players coming off the bench. And so, you know, you get to see, I think for me anyways, what we kind of grew up seeing where, you know, we're getting these star players and, yeah. and they're playing in those is there at Old Trafford? playing up and down, back and forth, right? It's just off pedal to the metal. I think uh, uh, what we want up and down. But let's. Uh, you brought up uh, our new signings, right? Our new signing because Verona obviously didn't didn't play. What did you think of Sancho? I, I thought mean, Sancho did well in his limited role. Mm-hmm. I think at you know he comes in at four. I think four one. I think at that point, you know, it's a little bit different as far as your mentality is concerned. You don't need to make any moves. You don't need to um, push the game. You need to just kind of control and hold the ball. And I thought he did that fairly well. Um, I think you're going to see a different Sancho when it's 0-0. You know, he's going to want to show out. He's going to want to, you know, prove that he belongs. And I think that's something that's good to have a chip on your shoulder, you know, at 22 years old, 21 years old, to show what's going on. But as far as the game was concerned, um, you know, I thought he moved the ball well. I thought he passed it well. Um, that's kind of what he does. I think, you know, if you look at him starting over James, you know, maybe there's two more goals there. That's that's kind of how I feel about, you know, Sancho. I, no di- no disrespect to Daniel James <laughs> at all. Yeah. I think Daniel James is a $15 million player, and I think people get gassed a little bit about making fun of him. But, again, he was $15 million bucks. He was supposed to go to Leeds. He has, you know, he's got great pace. He's got ability. He wants to work. I think the final ball, obviously, it's lacking. Mm-hmm. 22, 23 years old, just had a kid. Um, so, you know, for me, um, Sancho, I think, is much better. Mm-hmm. Huge upgrade. And uh, I think he'll be upset, obviously, because he's going to want to play in Daniel James. But I think he's going to look at it and say, you know, this is exactly what a right winger, you know, is supposed to look like. And I think Sancho played well, but it's going to be very interesting for him to see how he interacts with Aaron Juan Basaka is that matchup going to be a match made in heaven or will, you know, Aaron, I know you really like the way he played in the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, will they be able to kind of, you know, be that, that pairing where we've got, you know, Sean Pogba on one side and we've got Sancho and Aaron Wan 
taco on the other. For me, that's very dangerous. That's that that can look really tasty, but uh, we've got to be able to see it. And I, I honestly think, um, without a shadow of a doubt, we'll see it this weekend. And what, getting into Basaka, what did you think of his performance? Because I know in our text thread that we had, um, you know, I was raving about the guy. Uh, I guess yeah. you saw something different than I saw because I saw. I'm comparing him to last year of what we already know Aaron Wambasaka or we thought Aaron Wambasaka is. I saw improvement. And then maybe that's why I was so – I was like, this dude, you know, he's, he's a lot – I mean, he improved, you know. He, he showed something more than, you know, being defensively, and I thought. Um, so now this is your time to rebut our t- – you know, everything we said on the text about Aaron Wambasaka and why um, – do you think, or let me ask this question: Do you think that Jaden Sancho, Aaron Wan-Bissaka thing can can improve, or, or can Aaron Wan-Bissaka improve going forward? Basically, yeah, absolutely. Aaron, Aaron's 25, 26 years old, yeah. uh, and I'm and I'm probably off on that. He might be twenty four. He's younger. Yeah. He's, I think he's top five, maybe even top two one on one defender in the world. Yes, um, I agree. Kid, the kid's great. Um, he's awkward because he's so tall. I think I want to say six one, six two. So he's gangly. He looks awkward over the ball. So it doesn't look natural, quote unquote, because he's he's a taller guy and he's nasty. Um, like <laughs> crap. I just he was just solid. But again, you know when I'm when I'm watching this game, this isn't. I I wasn't looking at him and thinking, oh crap, he's screwed up again. And that was because of the fact that we played so well. So. He didn't really have a whole lot to do. The goal that was scored was just a screamer. Two keepers wouldn't have saved the goal that they scored. It was just ridiculous. So, you know, I don't – there was no – I didn't look at him and go, wow. But, again, I didn't – well, I didn't need to. He didn't – there wasn't anything that I was expecting from him because I just felt like even after they equalized, I just – Felt like we had the, the, the control. So Basaka was was solid. Um, uh, I know he gave it away a couple of times going through the middle where he made a he made a nice run. It's just that final ball on a consistent level. So he's not trash going forward. He's obviously not Andy Cole going forward. But again, this is this is this is a kid who came from Crystal Palace, who showed his worth, who's on a huge transfer fee. And has not disappointed one on one, and has gotten better going forward. So, I thought he played solid. I didn't think he was the best uh, defensive player that we had. I thought Lindelof was the best defensive player that we had that game. But I don't think that you know Aaron did anything where I thought, well, great, here we go again with this you know Basaka kid. It wasn't like that. I just I didn't I didn't, I thought you were putting him up there, man of the match, and I thought there were so many other players who 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 did really really well. You know what I, uh, I guess you when I put when I say man of the match, all right, uh, I just to get a reaction out of you. That's what I do it just so we have a we have good banter on the text thread. So no, but the reason I the reason I said that about Basaka and the reason I was backing him so much is because I saw the difference between last year and this year, and that's what gave me like man he, he, going forward he looked a lot better than he and more confident. I guess it's the confidence. You see, he looked more confident going forward. Yes, I mean. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold loses the ball going forward. 
Roberson loses the ball going forward. And these guys are thought to be better than Basaka, you know, as backs in the Premier League just because they can go forward. Basaka will run circles around them defensively, and that's what that's his job is to be a, a he's a left back, a defensive back. But going forward, I think he's he, he's going to show a lot of improvement and prove to a lot of people wrong that he is going to be the, right, the best right back in in England and a shutdown. I mean, you know, there's a, the term you played football, a shutdown corner. You know, and he's going to I'm, I'm going to mark this mark this right there on the tape. He's going to be the Deion Sanders of right backs. You know, because Deion, what is what is the term? There's the world's covered in uh, water, two thirds, you know, of water, and Deion Sanders covers the other one third of you know of the world. You know, you remember that old saying: Wambasaka could do that defensively. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Uh, hands down. Uh, but going forward, he looked a lot more. He looked more confident, and I think that's why I kind of uh, every you know because I watched the game three times and I got more and more excited for the kid uh, going forward. Uh, be- because he, in, I mean, in one match, in a snippet, you know, I'm, I might, you know, he might fail me next week. I don't know, but in this one match, I was very proud of him. I really was. I really, I mean, I really liked the kid. Now you said man of the match, you, you know, and I told you I was gassing, you know, I was, like, you know, and he was gonna be the man of the match. Who was your man of the match, EC? Who's your pick? I mean, for me, it's difficult. And I think it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, yes, you know, hat tricks don't happen uh, every day. Um, and so I'm not going to say that it was just this easy slam dunk. Um, I'm completely biased. My favorite, you guys know my favorite player is Paul Scholes um, because I'm such a midfield. I just, that, that's my favorite position. Um, I love strikers, love defenders, love what they do, but I just feel like midfielders, you know, when they're on their day, when they're, when they're clicking and it doesn't happen every time, um, you know, even, even Zinedine Zidane, who was another one of my favorites, he didn't always play his best, but when he was on, it, it's Paul. Um, I just four assists. I don't think, you know, we've had some pretty, Pretty extraordinary midfield players and some pretty great forwards to pass the ball to. Um, so for him to get four assists, um, I he, he he for me was the man of the match. But again, I, I it's not like it was a slam dunk because Bruno, man, he doesn't get to play in the Euros really, and then he you know comes into United and in the preseason I'm thinking okay he's going to come in it's going to take some time. No free kick just. Cristiano Ronaldo-esque. And then he comes into Old Trafford and the guy scores a hat trick. I mean, and, and he did it like with ease. Mm-hmm. I mean, people talk about that Paul Pogba assist, the first one. They're not talking about the catch that Bruno had to jump in the air, stop it mid-flow while he's running full head of steam. Mm-hmm. That was his first touch. Yep. Break it down and then scored the goal. So, if, if I could do a co, I would give a co, but the only reason why for me and I'm biased because Paul, Paul Skulls is just so heavily ingrained in my mind of just being able to make a tackle, being able to make a pass, being able to score a goal, um, which good Lord, if, if Paul's not being so tricky, he should have scored that first goal. If we're being honest, um, it would have been, it, it would have, 
it would have been a, a slam dunk. But yeah, four four in a game. I haven't seen that before. I, like to your point, I think it's only happened six other times. Um, so so I would give it to I give it to Paul this week. What about yourself? Well, you see, in our text thread, <clears throat> I said Bruno, right? Yeah. As you could, as I told, I said I watched the game three times after, uh, twice after the first time. You see this, CC? What is this? You see this? What is that? What do you, you got? A hat? What do you a got? Hat. Yankees hat? I don't. I don't. We're not promoting teams, you see. But yes, it is a baseball hat. I am going to eat this motherfucker because <laughs> I'm changing my man of the match to Paul Pogba, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm turning it to Paul freaking Pogba because I watched the match again, EC. And yes, no, no, you're on point. Everything you just said about oh Bruno. Oh, my God. This is, guys, I'm I, I, you know, I do this once in a while, once a season, EC. Like, I, I gave Paul a credit last season, but he uh, he did what Paul did. He disappointed me, like he always does. But the beginning of the season, it's a new season. I'm a, I'm a new, I'm a, how would you say? I found Jesus this summer, EC. I found Jesus. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Paul, I watched it. Yes, Bruno, like you said, Bruno, I mean, some of the goals, the goals, the first goal he scored was awesome. I mean, this movement, you know, and like you said, a hat trick in the first match. But when you go back to look at the passes, the, the weight, the weight that Paul put on the pass, especially the Greenwood one. I it's know, ridiculous. Yeah. Again, yes, you're right. Ridiculous. And his movement. And you just, I mean, again, I looked at it specifically. I looked at Paul at, at the third time I watched it and I just looked at it. OK, I'm like, No. I'm changing my decision. I'm putting Paul Pogba as my man of the match. Deservedly. I'm not put. I mean, I mean, Paul Pogba's not going to call me and say, hey, man, thanks. You, you know, like, oh, man, it's the, probably the best honor that I've had is you giving me the man of the match. I know. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that Paul is the man of the match. But then, I, I mean, then as, as I looked, I started to look at other players. Mason, right? And then to Scott McTominay too, but Paul, <coughs> hands down, um, hands down, is probably was, is the man of the match. And very close second, like you said, Bruno coming in a very close second because you're right, hat tricks don't come very often. Uh, and the way he scored the you know some of the goals was just you know crazy. Um, and then Mason too, uh, like I said, Mason for a young kid, you know, leading the line, first first game of the uh, the season. Against Leeds United, you're one of your bitter rivals. I mean, I know in the past they were the rival, and but Liverpool's always been in you know recently the 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 the, the, the team to lead the line and, and do what you did, hands down to Mason. But like you said, it, it does not pain me to say it's Paul Pogba because I really do. I believe I believe in his talent. I just need that effort all the time for Paul. You see, another event happened on uh, on Saturday, which I think it's it was pretty badass. I just I have to I have to admit, I think the way United did it was classic. I mean, it was it was probably the best uh, unveiling that United has done because I I know uh, a lot. I mean, I know they do this a lot in uh, the La Liga, 
um, you know, when they, you know, they have the fans and they have, um, you know, they bring the player out and, you know, and they, the stadium's open to the fans and, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's a full stadium, but, you know, it's kind of, they introduce him and he does, you know, jig, you know juggles a ball and, in his full kit and then he does a press conference. So, um, you know, it's cool when they do it in La Liga. I've not seen this done in United. Yeah, they, you know, they, they'll bring the player out the pitch with a coach, you know, then it's just a player in an empty stadium. What happened before the match on Saturday was probably the best way to start the Premier League season and introducing your newest signing, which was obviously Rafael Varane. And, you know, just, I mean, the, the, the stadium was buzzing. First of all, it was buzzing because it was the first game back post-COVID. Hopefully, you know, we don't start shutting stuff down again. We get this thing under control. But first game back with, you know, full, full capacity stadium. And you announce, you know, I know we talked about it on last pod, or why can't we just get this damn deal across the, you know, across the, across the line. And I think it was up until, up until Friday, there was the, the whole thing about imaging rights and, you know, it, the, it still hadn't been done Friday. So come noontime, British time, I think it was 6.30 here or before 6.30, um, the stadium, you know, announcer gets on and introduces its newest signing, which is Raphael Varane. And he walks out, badass, suit man looked like freaking james bond you know holding the number 19 goes out to the middle of the park you know and you know holds the jersey up you know and does his little to each you know does the photo shoot uh then gives the jersey up to the the the, the um the announcer, not the announcer the coordinator i guess you could say uh does the little you know obviously every does does selfies does a little selfie uh, uh i think it was to the stretford end too right uh, and then the, the, the coordinator, you know, sh- you know, takes him, he shakes Rio Ferdinand's uh, hand on pitch side. And I think Rio says, win, 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 uh, or whatnot. I think uh, he says, win, 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 give him a hug. And then he basically takes, you know, walks down the homes, you know, the homes, uh, the, the bench side all the way to the back to the tunnel, you know, just, you know, having the fans just erupt. See that was I don't know for I don't know about you but it gave me chills it just gave me chills and it just started I think it started the match I think it set the tone for the match set the tone for the the fans because the fans were in it the whole match and um, people could say uh, playing you know it, you know having fans in the in the stadium gives it another level of uh, intensity uh, especially for the uh, offensive especially for the home side. Uh, but it, that just set the tone. Yeah, that was whoever did the the PR for United. They 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 got a million dollars right after the game was over because this was planned. Um, this was this was one of those deals where, and I'm not I'm not not a huge wrestling fan, but <laughs> I didn't think about that. If you're talking about entertainment. You know, staged entertainment like this was this was like wwe on steroids you got seventy thousand, you know fans who are already excited just to be back right and sancho's already out there so he's taking selfies with fans you know they're already buzzing about it and then the next thing you know 
Moran comes out of nowhere, like Stone Cold Steve Austin just <laughs> unveiled with a beer in his hand, except for it's a phone. Right. And he walks out there, and I mean, it's, like, it's showtime. It's showtime. You know, let's get it pumped. Let's get it going. He's got the jersey in hand, number 19. He's flashing it. He's taking selfies. He's hugging Rio. Like, it was a whole freaking scene. You would have thought they scripted it. Um, and so kudos to whoever put that together because I when, once you saw that, you, you knew Leeds had no chance. They had no chance. Um, of winning that game because you know the fans were already rocking and rolling now they're 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 going even crazier so you know for me you know I think they knew what was going on I think they knew you know how to market this the right way Um, those jersey sales probably went through the roof as soon as he you know put put it up what the number he was and so you know like I said kudos to whoever put that together I'm sure he's beyond excited and ready to to show what he's got uh this weekend but uh yeah, the unveiling was probably one of the coolest moments for me as a United fan, uh, sitting down watching, just thinking, wait a minute, what the hell? Wait, whoa, 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 here he comes. Oh, crap, okay. So at 6.30 in the morning, if you you know you want to wake somebody up and, and get them going, um, that's the way to do it. Damn, and he, and he looks so sleek. He looks so, like, cool. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was just crazy. And you know what? I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's I'm not gonna even damper because I know it was on. It was on the docket. I'm not gonna even damper the pod. We're gonna end with Varon like that because uh, who cares why it took to the next day to officially announce him? And they got it over the. They got over thing. You know, screw it. You know what? I don't want to even damper this podcast with the the way United does business because what they did that day. I mean, what they did before the match, like you said. I mean, just. I never, I didn't think about the wrestling aspect, but yes, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out. I know it's real. Um, that uh, TikTok, the it's on TikTok that they they're using the, the audio of Stone Cold coming out. But you're exactly right. If if they had a TikTok like that, it would have been uh, it, that w- it would have uh, had that Stone Cold reference. Uh, EC, okay, uh, you you mentioned a um, you mentioned a closed door game. So we played Burnley. We played Burnley, uh, I believe yesterday, right? Uh, in a closed door match. Um, I didn't get to watch it because I was on the road. Give, give us, you know, give us a rundown. I mean, what you? I mean, what was the score? Um, yeah. And what do you think? Did Varane yeah. Play? So United. I I thought United. This is a really good move. Again, I we're just. It feels like we're going in the right direction. Um, this was perfect, you know, coming off of a win like that, you know, everybody's on a high first place, five goals, hat trick. Everybody's all excited. Um, what better way to bring everybody back down to earth than to, you know, play against a Burnley side, who's a a formidable side, but, you know, let's, you know, keep us sharp, keep us going, keep us focused. Um, you know, still fight for positions, um, still prove that, you know, you want to be here and, you know, also prove that you're good enough to, to play somewhere else, be it a loan deal or, or even being sold. So um, come out at Old Trafford uh, and, and play. Um, wind up winning the match. Fred scores again. Who, who first of all, Fred scores in the match, which is crazy enough, but then he scores again in this, in this uh, friendly. If Fred turns out a great season this year, you know, I don't think anybody would, I know I didn't predict him to do anything crazy this year other than to just, you know, hustle and, you know, not score any goals, but just hustle, play defense and occasionally make a good pass. 
Um, what if he comes out of nowhere? But it was it was good to see Fred score again. Jesse scored uh, a goal, kind of fox in the box type deal, kind of playing in that ten role and, and scored a goal. And then people are saying that the goal was was Martial's. It did come off of him last, but Harry Maguire on it. Honestly, for me, I would give it to Harry. But ultimately, overall, it's good Martial was in the position. I think it came off of a corner. Um, so he was in the position he needed to be in to be able to score. Because I, I say it all the time. Even if, even if you miss a goal or if, if it doesn't go in all the time, you need to at least be in the position to where you can uh, put the chance home. So, so what, <laughs> Excuse me. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, what was the final score? So, so final score, 3-1. Um, like I said, um, good to see some of the guys that are kind of on the fence or maybe leaving or maybe having bids come in for them like Jesse um, scored another goal. That, for me, again, is just going to boost his confidence to, you know, show the gaffer, hey, I can I can stay here. I can play. This is a Premier League side. I scored a goal. Um, so I think that's what, you know, I think that's what he's thinking. You know, I, I'm not going to put that past Bruno. You know, why, why would he not want to come out on fire as well and say, you know, whatever thoughts you might have had of having Jesse come in and play the 10 behind me, I am I am the number 10 at this club. So um, good to see um, some guys got some rest and basically just did basic, you know, training. But uh, it was good to see uh, good to see the boys playing midweek. You know, any, uh, any, any Varane signing, uh, sighting? Didn't see Varane in the scrimmage. Uh, he was at practice today, as everybody knows. Yeah. Um, so he's he, he's out there. He's he's working guys. Um, you know, I don't know where his fitness levels are. Uh, obviously, he played uh, in the Euros, um, but you know, I don't think Lindelof did himself you know any harm. I think I thought he played probably the best of the four in the back. Uh, and so, and obviously, again, that's you know what, what happens when you start pushing players. They start playing a lot better. Yep. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Lindelof start and see Varane come on late, um, you know, just because, you know, I, I think Ole's the type of manager, you know, he's very set in his ways and he knows what's going to work. And obviously he knows Varane is a better player than Lindelof. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think getting acclimated to the system, you know, like I said in the last pod, you know, Varane plays this system, so he's not, you know, a stranger to it. He understands how to play it because he plays it for France, but it's different playing with different players and chemistry and goalkeeper. Like he has to get all that stuff kind of situated before I think he makes a full start um, for United. So I wouldn't be surprised um, if he just has this one week and he kind of does like Sancho does and, you know, comes in in the 70th minute. If if the game is in control, yeah. it be crazy to see him come on and score a goal and win a game if, if we need him. I don't think we're going to need to, but... He kind of comes in that cameo 15, 20 minute role, gets gets some game time, and then I think you'll see Lindelof kind of um, fall back into the the backup position. No, let's 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 hope we see him out there on uh, on a Sunday against Southampton. But um, yeah, you're right. He needs he needs uh, reps with these guys. I mean, we we all thought Sancho would uh, start this past match, um, but he came off the bench and and and. To all his credit, you know, again, um, he got it right, you know, because maybe Sancho just hasn't not built that chemistry with the team, and we would have saw we would saw probably a different match if Sancho played. Uh, same thing with Iran. We want him to build a rapport, and that's on the pitch. 
and that's game time too with the Harry, and especially Harry Basaka, Harry Basaka, and obviously the um, whomever the you know the McFred, you know, you know McFred couple um, in the midfield. So maybe give him time. Maybe not start him against Southampton. Uh, I don't. I hate, I don't like wasting a a, um, a substitution on somebody defensive, uh, a defensive one unless there's somebody's hurt, or unless somebody's just fucking up. But if they're we are controlling the match, I like bringing on the offense. You know, offensive guns. But if we have a game put away, hell, three one. I I wouldn't mind you know mind seeing Varane come on and maybe playing some cleanup duty with. Uh, with Harry Maguire, but that's, you know, if we have the game put away, like you said. Um, so let's get into some transfer talk, you see. Uh, you, it's been rumored, obviously. It uh, looks like, um, it does not look like, I'm gonna, now I kind of talked good about the man. Now I'm going to kind of get back to my old crotchety ways about him. Um, Paul Pogba. And uh, obviously, he's not, has not he's not going to sign a contract with uh, Manchester. He's he's not signed one. And it doesn't look like here in the near future he is. So he's going to play out this rest of the year. But you brought up a, a, a um, interesting statement. The PSG is going to be willing, and this is crazy. This is oil money. They're going to pay this man five hundred ten k a week. Is that correct? That's the rumors that are out there. I believe every minute of it. I mean, I think Messi's on six seventy five or something stupid. What is Neymar on? I, I if I looked at it, it'd probably it'd probably piss you off even more. But if I had to guess, he's probably on somewhere upwards of seven hundred. But I, I could be upwards of seven hundred. Good dang! I could be off. Let's maybe see. That, maybe maybe, maybe worth seven hundred. Maybe maybe uh. Uh, maybe Messi beat him out. Uh, I'm going to look at their salary by player. Um, so, actually, well, that's kind of strange. Okay. So, basically, right now, um, you're looking at, geez, even even John Luigi, Donna Room is on 208. So, I'm sure. Sergio Ramos is at 156. Marquinhos is at 208. Jesus. I, oh, my God. Diallo's at 104. Thrill's at 104. What is Verratti on? 104. I just named four players. I don't even know who they are. Verratti at 146. That's a bargain for that guy. Wijnaldum's at 83. Rafinha's at 145. Neymar's at 735. Yeah. So seven thirty-five a week, and then Messi's at seven thirty reportedly. Six six seventy-five is the last I saw. But Mbappe's on. Okay, I just pulled it up too, and these are pounds. You see, yeah, uh, Killian's at four fifty-eight. Well, this is four three pounds, but what the hell? What yeah, so in they, the world? They have the money. They have the money to do it, and and I I ultimately think you know after this season, I think Mbappe takes off. I. If they don't win Champions League, I'd be shocked. I just they just they have way too much talent. And I think this coach, you know, I think he's proven himself to get to a final with the Spurs team who didn't deserve to be there, in my humble opinion. 
Um, I think with PSG, I think he gets it done. At least they get to the final. It's a tournament, so it's kind of a toss-up. But, I mean, you just you've got talent at every position from goalkeeper all the way down, and you've got backups who are just as good. You don't get – it's not a farmer's league. I know a lot of people call it a farmer's league, but it's probably not as tough as, say, uh, England or maybe Spain. And I think even Spain may be falling off a little bit just from star power alone. But they should be able to get to the final, in my opinion. But 500 – okay, this is – okay, and then, you know, I know you're pro player and I'm pro – I'm pro pro ownership. I'm sorry, and I know they have the money to do this. Yeah, but there is no way, and there's no way in the world. I mean, for United, if Paul Pogba wants to go, I would, you know, not for 510. I you you're not the best. Again, I know we can have an argument on Paul. Uh, you're not the best player in the team, and you do not deserve 510. So if you if they're gonna pay you 510. Boss, you're more than welcome to leave. And and, and dos vidanya or guntak or whatever you want to say, uh, adios, uh, muchacho, you know, um, whatever. Just say that and uh, let him be on his way because Paul Pogba is not worth five hundred ten million dollars or million pounds or whatever. Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, five hundred ten thousand dollars a week. He's not worth that. I don't care. What anybody says, I mean, even those wage bills that they're willing to pay, that's buying a championship. That's not homegrown, you know, we're doing it with our, our we're doing it with our, our, we have academy players, you know, we're just doing it the right way. That's just, that's just, that's the, this is the Miami Heat pretty much with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and everybody in the mother. It's just, that's why nobody likes them. I mean, I know you probably like LeBron, but. Uh, that's why nobody liked the Heat because that's just a bot championship, and that's going to be a bot Champions League, and who cares? But if Paul wants wants that much money, uh, United would be idiot idiots idiots and trying to match that because that would destroy your whole wage structure. Because if Paul's worth five hundred and ten, that means Bruno's worth seven hundred. That means I, Maguire is I, worth six hundred. That means De Gea is worth seven hundred. That means uh, hell, Sancho can right now could you know could outshine shine Paul. I mean, uh, that means uh, uh, Mason Greenwood that score if he has a freaking badass season. That means he's gonna be worth seven hundred a uh, week. So no, 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 no. Don't don't let Paul and his agent out muscle you. He's not worth five hundred ten million. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Don't want to hear you anymore. Let him go. Like freaking frozen. Just let him go. And now, now, now I'm off the Paul Pogba bandwagon. And now that you said this, you ruined my uh, you ruined my earlier statement. You see, I wish you would have told me before we did this, and now you just ruined it. Now I'm now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm against him now. I, th- I thought I, w- I thought I turned a corner. I thought I saw Jesus, but not for five hundred ten million. No, I didn't see Jesus at all. Yeah, I think I think ultimately he will be gone. I think because I think if he's looking at it and he's looking across the board, he's saying, "Look, I think Bruno, Bruno and I um, definitely deserve to be paid be paid more." Um, the way that the the way that the world is is working right now. Yeah. I think if you look at the big clubs in the world. They're all in debt except for Liverpool. And I think Liverpool is going to be running into a situation where they're looking at Mo Salah and they're looking at um, 
and they're looking at those guys and they're going, okay, you're about to be 30 years old. What are we going to do with you? You're going to have to pivot. It was very difficult to repeat the, the class of 92, you know, to your point of, you know, having homegrown talent and having kids, you know, come from, from within. I mean, you, if you look at United in, in, cause you know, we're, we're not um, exempt from being clubs that don't spend big money. Um, we spend big money. Um, I think the the thing right now is if, if you're an agent and you're looking at, you know, like I just rambled off a couple of those PSG players. Um, if you're looking at wage bills, you're trying to make sure that your, you know, your asset, if you will, is going to be able to get the most uh, that he can before he, he can't run anymore. So um, it's going to be very interesting because a lot of people, pundits are talking about how Paul, you know, if the season goes the way everyone thinks it might go, which is, you know, challenging for the league and winning a trophy, you know, does he say, okay, let's just go ahead and run it back. Baran's 29. He's comfortable. Sancho's 22. He's comfortable. Healthy Marcus, healthy Greenwood. You know, let's, let's make it run it. Um, I don't see that. I, I think he's gone um, regardless. Um, and I think it's, again, it's to, to make a run at that, that champions league, uh, trophy that I think he wants to live really bad. I think, I think he'll leave. And I think, you know, you'll hear interviews of him talking about wanting to be that player that was able to lift the uh, premier league trophy with United. Um, but I think if they don't do it this season, which I completely think they can, I think it's going to be a situation where he, where he takes off the PSG. Cause you did hear about Harry Kane and the offer again today, right? I don't want to talk about Harry Kane. Cause <laughs> because the fact that I said it last week um, and I, yeah, Harry, Harry. I mean, I said it last week. Harry, Harry Kane is not getting getting the vitriol that every, we would say. Paul, if something like that, if he, if Paul Pogba didn't show up to practice, or and and you know, hell, this weekend Harry Kane didn't show up to a freaking game, you know. And and, and who? I mean, Nuno. I know Nuno um, tried to um, spin it and uh, saying, "Oh, well, he practiced earlier, and he, you know, blah blah blah." The player, blah blah blah. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? And then everybody's like, oh, we, well, he might be in a freaking suite. You know what I mean? I say, and this is this is to United. Harry, Harry Kane, fuck him. Don't even touch him with a 10-foot pole because that guy is trash. You're on three years. You have three years left in your contract. You have no leverage, period, at all. Dan, Daniel Levy came out at, at, off Sunday. Daniel Levy came out like a freaking badass, with, especially with San, uh, San scoring, even though it was 1-0. But this whole Harry Kane thing, and I, I don't know what you're going to say. I really don't. I really don't know the news. I don't know. I, I didn't want to bring up Harry Kane because every every day that passes and that man doesn't get the, you know, the, the hate. That you know, Paul Pogba will get, and yes, I'm defending Paul Pogba again, but I shouldn't be because I just said I wasn't because he wants 510 million or pound 510,000 pounds a week. Uh, Harry Kane should be getting that shit because at least Paul Pogba has leverage here. He has, I mean, he has one year left on his contract, so he can do that. He can threaten. You know what? It, it, I'm gonna. Well, leave it's not, he, he's not asking for 510. I don't want that to be out there. They, no, they're they're offered. Okay. Okay, but They're that's the fire. thing. And then, then I don't know. Okay, I'm not asking. Okay, but you know, United are going to overpay to keep him. Overpay, and that's what I don't want them to do because they're going to try to match. I think you think what, what the latest with the United with Paul is what 
Uh, they gave him a four hundred and twenty, right? Four hundred something. Offer? They offered him three. They offered him three fifty. Three fifty. I'm sorry. So that even that for Paul, in my opinion, is way too much. Is overvalued. Uh, if if I mean, <laughs> five hundred ten is the rumored offer. Celebi. But to get back to the Harry Kane situation, I, I, I think Harry Kane's a punk, pretty much, and I don't care. He's an old punk too. Uh, he's pa- I'm not saying he's past his prime. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he has like two more years that he can that he can do it. But he's no Ronaldo. He's no Messi, and even Messi, man, hey, Messi's a punk ass bitch too. Um, <laughs> you know what? Ronaldo left. Ronaldo left those teams because. I don't know if they didn't want him or he just cost too much. And that's fine. Own that shit. But this shit that... Now I'm getting on Messi now. This shit that fucking Messi was crying and all that bullshit uh, before he left the PSG. Motherfucker, you were there last last year. You were there last year pushing a move out of Barcelona. They promised you... They gave you... They gave you the almost a million dollars a freaking week. I mean, now you're complaining about, no, they can't afford me and I didn't, I didn't want to leave. No, motherfucker, you want to leave last year. So don't play the victim. And this is what Harry Maguire is doing. I understand you want to win Champions League. Yes. Why did you sign a contract extension? Period. If you didn't sign the contract extension, I would understand you holding out. You have three years left on your deal. That's your motherfucking fault. I'm sorry I'm cussing. Now I'm... Now I'm you got, you're you're going to make you, your mom upset. You're going to upset your mom now. <laughs> You, you struck a chord, you see. I didn't. Want, I didn't. I, I was just yeah. going to tell you, you one said, oh, little did, thing. Did you hear about Harry Kane? Ooh, you know, the, I've been. I've been. We were talking. Been, we were talking transfers, and I just, I just wanted to. I he. It's a. It's coming out now that you know Levy's little you know handshake deal was that there was going to be more players coming in, and again, I understand what you're saying. Levy can say, "I'm going to buy you an airplane tomorrow." He doesn't have to. If there's no contract, so I get that. So I'm not arguing that. It, they offered him $100 million. City did. Dang Levy stuck his nose up to it. Today, they've gone in at $125. Apparent, apparently, Daniel Levy didn't even pick up the phone. <laughs> so He has all he, the leverage. He's he's literally at the point where now, if you don't come with $150 million in the space with, uh, with the keys to a Lamborghini truck mm-hmm. you know, glued to the side of the case, you will not... Uh, See in a powder blue shirt. And listen, as a United fan, I'm here for that. Just because <laughs> I don't need to see Harry Maguire playing with the likes of Kevin De Bruyne in the midfield. And, and that's Grealish. And uh, all of it. Yeah. All of it. So so listen, I'm not for the the owners because they're multi-billionaires, but listen, Daniel Levy, stand your ground. <laughs> Please don't let him go. Because if he went, and there's only two weeks left, and I've been watching it like a hawk. Mm-hmm. If they are able to pull this off, which if any club could do it, it'd be PSG or it would be uh, City. Um, I just, it would be very difficult if they got on a run and he did his whole 20 goal a season thing he did, mm-hmm. he does every year. Um, it'd be hard to take the crown away from those guys. So listen, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for Dan Levy for the next two weeks. And then I'm off of them, but yeah, they've they've gone at another 125, and apparently the rumors are from listening to um, Football Social Daily. He didn't even pick up the phone. No, because so he has 150 or nothing. I told you last week because Daniel Levy has all the leverage. 
Harry Kane's on a three-year contract. I know you kept saying, well, nobody's going to want to play for him, blah, 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 players, players, players. Did you see, or White, and they don't call it White Hart Lane anymore. They call it what, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium now, or whatever they call it. That new, I thought it was, I thought it was White Hart Lane. They, they changed the name? I don't, I don't, I know it's a new stadium. It's not the old White Hart Lane. So whatever they call the stadium, the fans, man, they were the freaking, they were singing the damn, they were chanting, dude, the, it was electric there. Son leading the line. It seemed like, you know what? Hmm. Do we really need Harry Kane? And that's what, I mean, that's the thing. Them winning, them beating City, it was 1-0. And again, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best. And Jack Grealish is getting a lot of shit, too, because he didn't really do anything. He started. He really didn't do anything. And I think Graham Sooners, too, was like, you know, or somebody somebody stated the fact that Jack Grealish should be getting the same shit that Paul Pogba, you know, you're a $100 million man. You should produce a lot more than what you did. Granted, it was his first game with City. Yeah, it's I'm, his first game. That's but Graham again, now, now, no, no, I love, I like, I like he, him and Craig Burley. Even though we don't all see eye to eye, he, they, they, they tell you the truth, and that's it. Uh, Graham's they, over the top, though. Like, get anyways, over anyways, we're gonna talk about that. But you know, it's, yeah. it's just a fact of you have that price tag. Live up to the price tag. If you want to be a superstar, what is it that uh, is it that word? Oh yeah, you you want to be a it's that from the and remember the Titans, you want you want to you want to be a superstar then give me star effort, and that that I think Jack Grealish laid a big fat zero. So I mean, but we'll tell in time, and we're not talking about Jack Grealish. I don't want to compare him to Pogba uh, because Pogba has been here at, with a club almost five years, and Jack has only you know started one match. And Pogba's later big fat zero, um, but um, getting back to getting back to the Harry Kane thing, um, it's just the fact that you know that again with them with City losing, it put all the marbles back in, in Daniel Levy's court. Period. Three year contract, live up to your contract. And then they've signed. They're signing people. It's just the fact that maybe they're not the signings that City could sign. They're not a Jack Grealish, but they're signing people. And um, obviously, Latero uh, Latero Mar- Martinez, I, I believe that that's off the table for Tottenham and and who I think it was that it was them and Arsenal. He's not going anywhere. Inter's not selling him for I guess the price they were asking. Yeah, they just signed Odegaard. Arsenal did. They did. 22-year-old kid, yep, they just signed him today, $40 million. On loan or on for permanent? No, for a year, yeah, permanent deal. Wow, I, I, thought, I didn't really think um, Madrid will get, a, will get rid of him for that lower price, especially because, you know, they were supposed to just want to get – anyways, um, again, with I think Nuno has something, and Nuno, I, again, he might be a Mourinho ripoff because he plays, you know, he's very – they're very disciplined, especially defensively. Uh, but you know what happened? What they showed this weekend is Harry Maguire. You have no, you have no dog in this fight. So, so Harry Kane, sorry, Harry Kane. You have no dog. In this fight. You have, I mean, you want to sit out, you want to practice or whatnot. You, you want to show that you have a hamstring injury when you really don't. Fine, and that's what I told you last week. I would sit his ass. Hey, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna. Uh, you have three years. I'm gonna sit you. I mean, we don't need you if you, if that's your attitude. I'm going to waste a year of your life, of your playing career. I'm going to sit you. I'm going to waste two years of your playing career. 
I'm going to sit you. I'm going to waste three years. If you don't want to come out and play a show out for us, and if they don't want to give us the top dollar that we're asking for, you're going to sit for three years and, and see, that, see how that works. And I don't think the players really care. Yeah, no, I think he can do it for a season, but I think at that at, after this season's over, if he doesn't sell him, then there's going to be a lawsuit and he'll be out. So Daniel Daniel's going to just show that he's a very stubborn man. I'm not hating on him for doing it because, again, I love it. I do not want to see him oh, in a powder. I don't think anybody wants to. If you're a United fan and you're rooting for this guy to get out of this deal, to go to City, I don't think you're a real fan because <laughs> it, it's not going to be fair. But I think it'll last for a season. Um, we we clearly see that if City don't do give the extra twenty five million that that they're looking for, he's not going anywhere. So they're gonna have to dig their heels in. His agent's gonna have to dig his heels in. He's gonna have to dig his heels in. Clearly, the city and all of England, because every every pundit I listen to, except for maybe Adam McCola, um, clearly feels horrible for this man. So it's bullshit, you know, right? It, it is bullshit. He's got the whole country on his back. So, like I said, I'm not I'm not worried about these million billionaires, you know, even these millionaires. No. I definitely want to see him in a powder blue shirt. That's my only concern. I, I could I could care less about about what's going on. I just wanted to to let you know where they were at with that. But we've got our own transfer guys. No, no, our, uh, people. Um, I know we talked earlier about Diallo. That's a possible move to Sheffield. Um, I think it'd be a good move for him. Um, I think, you know, you know, just getting playing time consistently is something he needs. He doesn't need to sit around and wait for the odd opportunity to play in a uh, Champions League or a FA Cup or a Carabao Cup. I think he should move. Um, don't know what he's going to want to do, but uh, I haven't seen the kid play, and I think he's a special talent. Uh, Flamingo is looking at Pereira. Uh, I hope they buy him. Um, he's he's kind of a preseason messy, and then when the season starts, mm-hmm. it's kind of all of a mess. Um, I don't know what the number is that West Ham's going back in for with Jesse, but they are going back in for him again. Um, they I don't know. Good. They look good this weekend. For some reason. They look good. Yeah. They look good. Um, not great, but they look good. I just you know you'd like for him to play. Mm for him to you know have an opportunity to, to to play consistently and i think that'd be the best move for him with declan staying um you know the two of those guys in the midfield you know to, they proved last year it's a pretty good match so you know those are the ones that for me that i saw that were stood out some off the wall ones i'll just throw them out there because i know we're, we're winding down um just a rumor you need to hold on to your seat. Mm-hmm. Don't slap me in the face through the phone or through the through the computer. But it's been rumored that because City are after Kane so hard and know they may not get him, that Cristiano Ronaldo may make a move to the powder blue uh, second best club in Manchester. No this way. I I saw the rumor of Ronaldo going coming back to Manchester United, but I didn't see no nothing but from City. But really. Yeah, so it's been reported. Uh, Football Social Daily. Ronaldo uh, would never do that. He would never. I I don't think a club legend would come back to the rival club. I know he knows what it means to play for Manchester. So when I heard it, I immediately dismissed it. Like there's no way yeah. he understands his legacy. Um, but that was probably the most outlandish uh, rumor that I've heard. Mm-hmm. This, this this summer transfer window anyway. I just Ballon d'Or winning gold. 
you know, gold, uh, golden boot winning, Premier League winning, Champions League winning, Ronaldo would not come back to City to help them win anything, in my opinion. I saw the I saw the rumor that, you know, in which I think Ancelotti, I don't know if he's talking about, I don't know if he's been playing a two-face, but Ronaldo, obviously, man, coming back to Manchester was one of them from Sky. And then uh, then Ancelotti had to come out on Twitter and, and say it basically, you know, come out on Twitter and say, you know, United, you know, Ronaldo's a great player, but no, we're not in for him. But who knows? You know, I think I think Madrid can use him. Obviously, even an old Ronaldo. But uh, the city thing, it would. I would. Oh man, dude, you're talking about like, okay, you're talking about. Oh, that's you're talking about your old girlfriend, your first love, the one that you know got away, hooking up with your worst enemy, you know what I mean? And they're getting married and having kids. You know how how horrible that would, you know, be? I would be heartbroken. I mean, I think most United fans would be heartbroken. And cuz he he's the one that got me to be a United fan, honestly, and and then that's and that's true. Uh Ronaldo was was I mean, I've been a, I've been a Ronaldo fan, but you're talking about the worst-case scenario of a fandom if he would change to City, especially sell your soul to the devil that is the Abu Dhabi group. I mean, that's just crazy. I, no, why did you put that in my mind? We're about to go to sleep now. Now you can put that in my mind. Now I'm going to dream of Ronaldo all night, not in a good way. But Wearing the powder. Know. Wearing the powder blue. Gave me nightmares, man. Now you're giving me nightmares. Well, those. that's all I got for uh, transfers. Hey, what do you think about uh, Laporte from Barcelona blaming, uh, was it, Bar- how do you say his last name, Bartolo, but the, the General manager for City Bartholomew or whatever his name, he's blaming him for all the the financial woes that uh, Barcelona had because he used to be the he used to be the technical director or whatever you want to call it for Barcelona. Now he's now he's with City. Now that he's basically the one that built City to where it is right now. I mean, it, it's it's rubbish. I mean, I know you don't like uh, Messi, but I think the people that took over. Mm-hmm. The new regime, that's the reason he wanted to leave. I think he liked the old regime and kind of liked the way that they really focused in on, you know, youth football. They, they basically had the model for the early, you know, 2000 teens and maybe even a little bit before that. And then that just kind of broke. Um, and now you're looking at them now and, you know, who's the next, you know, messy coming through. You would have thought Ansu Fati. Um, I don't really see too much of him. I think it's Braithwaite is up front scoring goals for him. So, you know, they used to just, you know, bring them in one after one after one after one. You kept seeing these 17, 18-year-old kids coming in. So I just think they kind of got away from who they were. Um, you know, you, you're going after the the, the, the biggest name, uh, right? You go for Neymar. It doesn't even fit. It obviously didn't work. Uh, you go for Coutinho. Another one doesn't fit. It doesn't work. So, you know, you keep going in for guys that have big names. I think, you know, you can't call the, you know, I can't talk crap because that's kind of the, 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 the bad run of form with, with buying players that we got into yeah. with the like Sebastian Schweinsteiger, Di Maria, you know, buying those guys that don't really fit the system, but they're huge names. So I just think they kind of got away from themselves from a, from top to bottom. Um, I think that's, that's uh, kind of what the issue is. So, um, you know, I, I don't feel bad for them. You know, these guys, again, you know, you start doing business the way that you think is going to make more money. Uh, you try to get into a super, super league. Uh, that didn't work either. You know, I don't, I don't feel bad for him. 
I mean, I, what I've been doing, and I know you, you look at other leagues too, but I've been looking at all the other teams, you know, from all these leagues and watching all these games and I'm looking at United and I'm thinking, man, our front three, I'd, I'd put them up against just about anybody. My, our back line, I'd, I'd put that back line up against just about anybody. Um, can you show up the midfield? So, you know, for me, the week was good. Yes, Real won. Yes, Barca won. Um, yes, Atleti won. Um, but I still think for me, um, I th- I would put our team right now up against just about anybody in the world. It's early. It's week one. Um, injuries happen. Transfers, the window's still open. So there's a lot to be uh, filled in the dots or the blanks. But no, I don't I don't I don't think he was was on with that. I think this is a. Uh, a, a little bit deeper than that. No, I mean, I think I kind of thought it was bullshit too because it was like uh, that dude, uh, Bartholomew, whatever his name is, he's been gone for quite a while. Um, yeah. And you you see the way City is basically they've spread their empire. They've had, they're invested in so many countries and club teams here yeah. in the States, here in, you know, in Africa, you know, in uh, you know other parts of the world, in South America, that they're building their own soccer funnel, you know, and I think that could last. So, yeah, I think this. I thought it was funny, but since we're talking about City, <clears throat> I don't know. This is, I mean, I kind of wish United would kind of follow the same suit and do the same thing. So let's hope another billionaire comes in, uh, rich, rich, rich billionaire comes in and follows that model because that I mean what that man has done at City. I mean, he's, he surpassed us. All right, EC, we have a match on Sunday morning. Southampton at St. Mary's. Uh, blah, blah, blah. After this, I mean, do we want to get too jazzed about our 5-1 win and go, we're going to win 5-1 at St. Mary's, or we want to be more realistic? Uh, but I think both of us can agree we're going to win this match. Yeah, I think we win. I think it's a 2-1. I don't think it's a 3-1, which is what I picked before. They're going to get stuck in a little bit more than Leeds does. They don't play um, that expansive. They are going to want to get forward. They are going to want to try to score goals. Um, but I think, you know, again, if you're looking at things, um, it's definitely not going to be the same game as it was last time. I think they kind of understand that, you know, you can't give United players like Bruno and Pogba space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sancho didn't even play. You know, he's not looking at this thinking, well, they're just going to give me all kinds of room. They're going to try to tackle the kid. They're going to try to make him um, make him welcome to English football yeah. um, on a large scale yet. So, you know, he's, he's played in Europe, but not in the English Premier League. So, um, no, I, I think it's going to be physical. I think it's going to be tough. The, the crowd's going to be going crazy. Um, and I think ultimately come out with a two, two to one victory. Since you were closer to the winning score last week, I'm going to copy you. I think 2-1's fair. Um, the thing is, is Sandra going to start? Are we going to see him are we are we going to see him going uh, on the front foot the whole match? Is Ole going to start stick with the Greenwood up top solo striker? And I do believe he's learned his lesson and he is going to play Pogba on on the left. So that's that's no question. And I think I mean, you and I have talked about it. I don't think we're going to see Varane. If we do, I'd re- I mean, it's going to be very interesting. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff uh, Central Time. Uh, U.S. Central Time, I'm sorry. Is it really? Um, yeah, it's an 8 o'clock kickoff. 
So let's see. I mean, it's it's not that early for them to play. I think Ola says he likes playing the the noon games in England, but uh, it sucks for us because they're like at six thirty. Uh, but it's an it's still an early game. It's two o'clock kickoff England at St Mary's, uh, like you're like you're talking about. But yes, uh, let's see if it's a let's see if it's a two win two one uh, a victory. And last but not least, EC. I just want to. The, I just want. On behalf of the podcast and behalf of our fans, I just want to wish you and your family. Uh, uh, how would you say it's not, uh, congratulations? Yeah, congratulations on the new addition to the Foltz family. Um, you are a grandfather again for the second time, and um, you're a very young grandfather. I mean, you're very young, and you're a wonderful grandfather. So, congratulations on behalf of us and the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Shout out to little Milo, uh, who was born nice and healthy at, at his mom and dad's house. Shout out to Courtney and Rashawn for getting that done. And uh, yeah, now Journey has a little brother and uh, I have another little uh, little grandson to spoil. So it's uh, worked out really well. Definitely was nervous, but they got it done. And uh, I think my wife's going to go see him first, uh, possibly this weekend. Well, take care of him. And God bless him, and uh, many blessings to your son and, and his wife, and uh, and the little ones, and all your family. And uh, obviously, with the school year starting up, and just hope everybody stays safe. Please stay safe. Uh, take care of your people, everyone. Uh, and uh, that's all I could say. I mean, take care of your family, take care of yourselves, because we want everybody to be healthy and safe this year. We want this new year, new school year, to be different. All right. So uh, that's all I have, EC, and we'll uh, we'll talk next week. Let's see if uh, we, let's see if we uh, are talking positive like we all um, like this podcast. And I'm not a, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer like I was. I mean, I've been all the last season. So let's uh, let's end on a positive note. And Lucky Diaz, where you at?